Hello, everyone. Welcome back to HR Works Podcast, 5-Minute Fridays. I'm your host, Jim Davis, and editor of the HR Daily Advisor. Perhaps the best indicator of the current hiring crisis is the extent to which large organizations, especially those from the fast food industry, have gone to try to acquire talent. That includes everything from posting pay at the drive-thru to offering extensive benefits. Uh, I think this is a symptom of a much larger issue at play and one that we are going to talk about briefly today with our guest. I'm pleased to have with us today Andrew Hunter. He's the co-founder and economist at Adzuna, a comprehensive job search engine. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to be here and to talk about this uh, this subject and this unusual job market that we're living through right now. Yeah, it's something I've never seen before. You know, I against against my better judgment, I occasionally go to McDonald's, um, and there's one just down the road. And it, it's been remarkable to see the handwritten posts taped to the outside of the building that say, hey, we're hiring for all positions. Um, this is what our pay is, which, you know, we all know that most people hide their pay, but McDonald's isn't, you know, and we're, and, and, you know, come on inside. Let's, uh, let's get this started. It's a little bit desperate. I think that they should probably get, at least get some properly made signs, but it just, you know, it speaks of, of what's happening right now. Um, can you just, for our audience, sort of explain what the situation we find ourselves in is right now? I think uh, the point you made is is a good one. So the language that we're seeing on Adzuna in job advertisements does reek somewhat of desperation. Uh, over a hundred thousand ads in our index use the language "urgently wanted" or "urgently needed." I think employers up and down the country are trying to find new ways of attracting talent, and food service is right at the forefront of that. Um, and Sometimes money doesn't talk. Yes, we're seeing increasing uh, basic salaries and hourly rates being paid by most of the big boys out there. McDonald's, Chipotle, Subway, um, In-N-Out Burger have always paid well. Um, But that doesn't seem to be driving the candidate response required. And uh, the 800-pound gorilla here is, is COVID. It's the Delta variant. It's anxiety among the frontline working population to to re-enter the workforce and expose themselves to hundreds of people a day. And, and to some extent, I can I can sympathize with that. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was, uh, I think it was in Nebraska. We have an article about this coming out. Um, well, it will have come out by the time this goes live, where the Burger King was closed. And on the big sign that usually has like their prices or come on in, it says, we all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. You know, it's such an... In- uh, antithesis to what fast food's about. I mean, it's about any time of the day for most of them, you just go and you get your food. It's the same food every time. It's reliable and it's quick. And that's just not happening anymore. I, I did hear that to try and get people in McDonald's is now offering childcare and tuition benefits for employees. That's certainly a new approach. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so we've seen uh, across our platform, we've seen um, childcare perks, flexible working. Um, you know, typically in a fast food job, you're told which hours to come in. But I think a lot of the establishments have been been way more flexible in, in taking on staff. Uh, I think there's been a big push from some of the larger fast food chains around uh, management training. Once you're in, we'll support your career and get you um, in, into uh, into a more developed position than flipping burgers or or serving at the drive-through so so i think and in many ways that's a good thing right 
you know, these corporations are so desperate to attract talent that they're putting perks in place uh, beyond basic pay to incentivize people and get them to uh, to, to come to work, um, which which is fantastic. Whether that sticks around when the marketplace balances back out again, your guess is as good as mine. Everything that we look at in our job market data suggests that we'll see a flood of candidates hitting the market again in September, October of this year. Right now, there's there's a massive supply and demand imbalance, lots of jobs, nobody to fill them. But as hopefully COVID subsides and as uh, stimulus checks go away, they will fully go away at the beginning of next month. Um, and as borders reopen, we should see more of a balanced marketplace, which is what we like to see in a labor market. Um, we don't like it sort of swinging one way or the other. Having enough jobs and enough candidates to fill those jobs is is the sort of the status that we want. My hope is that these organizations keep these programs alive long enough to get the data that will, in my opinion, inevitably show the value of them, uh, the ROI of them. This is not, you know... Um, brand new science. People have been researching these kinds of approaches for engaging and retaining employees for decades in some cases, you know, and one of the biggest criticisms for these types of organizations is, you know, look, you could have done it all along and you weren't. It took this. I think that if organizations slip backwards and say, oh, well, now we got all the people we need. So I guess we don't need to do these programs anymore. It's going to really cost them in the long run. But that's just, just a theory that I have. What do you think? I think that's right. I think it's a shame that it's taken a, a global pandemic to stimulate employers to be a bit more thoughtful about how they develop their, their staff. A lot of companies were doing great stuff already, but this has been a catalyst for uh, improvements in career development within the workplace, within food service, as well as a bunch of other different industries. So I think it's good to be glass half full with this stuff and see some of the positives. And if I can offer one more um, taste of optimism from this side of the pond, I'm in the UK. Um, when it comes to COVID. So uh, you can think of us as a sort of crystal ball into your future because as soon as, you know, we've experienced the Delta variant ripping through the UK over the last six weeks and we've seen it go up and come down again. And thankfully, because of our vaccination rates, um, there haven't been as many hospitalizations or deaths as, as we feared, which is great news. Uh, the US has very similar vaccination rates to uh, to the UK. So my thinking is, looking at the trajectory of cases, they will go up, but it won't be as catastrophic as it has been in the past. And that's good news for the job market and good news for the anxiety of the working American, because there's all the more cause for businesses to reopen and employees to get back to work and not be too fearful of this latest wave of the pandemic. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful for that too. I think on the difference is that the regions that we that people live in determine the vaccination rates. You know, on average, our rates might be similar, but you know, like I live in Connecticut, um, we have an extremely high vaccination rate. We have had very few cases. We have seen an increase here because of the Delta variant, but you know that is not the case in all states. Um, on the good side for employers, those states do tend to be a little bit more lax with with their restrictions. So, you know, while they may have more coronavirus, um, they are saying you can keep your doors open and, and hopefully people just have enough best practices at this point to, to ride this out. Nothing wrong with being hopeful. Yeah, absolutely. And the Biden administration are certainly behind reopening, not, not closing schools, 
getting people back to work, um, which is all very well and good. But equally, you've got there was a recent poll that showed that nine million Americans are really worried about returning to the workplace uh, because of the, the latest wave and the pandemic. So you have these two forces pulling against each other, uh, which is stunting the recovery for both the labor market and the wider economy. It is. It is. It's good to see, you know, McDonald's addressing the childcare issue. You know, we've seen uh, a, really a horrible number of women have left the workforce largely because of childcare and, and um, aging uh, parent care. And it's, it's not just a matter of a lack of time, but also a lack of funds. You know, in the beginning of the pandemic, there wasn't childcare available because they were all shut down. Now there is, but it's a matter of funds. Can you afford it? And most people on a McDonald's salary, at least formerly, couldn't. So they've clearly done the research. They've looked into the issue and they've seen the solution is well, we've got to pay for that so that we can get people back in the door. Great. It's a great step from McDonald's. I hope to see other hospitality venues and uh, restaurants and food service venues following suit. It's not cheap. McDonald's have deep pockets so they can afford to support their employees uh, in that way. But I think it's fantastic uh, for, for mothers and fathers uh, across the U.S. to be able to have that option. Um, and, you know, as a dad myself, and uh, I've got a three-year-old, uh, and it's, it, it just makes so much sense to me that uh, employers offer that flexibility to, to moms and dads to be able to work and contribute to a business, but also uh, not worry about picking their kids up from school or making sure they're in good hands. Agreed. Agreed. I'm, as my listeners are well aware, I'm also uh, a father. I've got a four-year-old. She does have childcare most of the time, but not always. And, you know, it's a, it's a real challenge One many people have adapted to, but still. Um, I just have one more question. You know, we've talked about fast food restaurants. They get, obviously they're part of the food service industry, but they're very different from your other kinds of, of food service. Are you seeing the same things that are happening at the chain restaurants happening at sort of food service organizations in general? The imbalance and shortage of employees is um, right across hospitality and food service. It doesn't matter if it's a high-end Michelin star restaurant, a hotel chain like Hilton, a fast food joint like Burger King, or a small independent business in the middle of nowhere in Connecticut. Everyone is struggling to find um, employees and attract them, and they're looking for new and creative ways to to get those candidates through the door. As I said earlier, I think this is a two to three month problem, uh, which is trying to be addressed. And I'm hopeful that the economic recovery will continue, more job seekers flood back into the market, and things start to feel a bit more like normal. But it's definitely short term pain for those hospitality and food service um, companies right across the spectrum. Absolutely. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for, for taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you. I certainly hope you're all enjoying these smaller episodes. Please remember you can follow us on Twitter at HRWorks Podcast. We are still available on Spotify and Audible and pretty much every other major podcast platform. Thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HRWorks.